Hi everyone, welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint. And I'm Julian Taylor. And welcome to our podcast. So, well, welcome back to the to the podcast. Um, I've only been here for one pack podcast so far, but I'm already grabbing control and I'm going to do the intro today. So it's great to great to see you, great to see you again, Langdon. Um, last time we talked about ASSP, um, we 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 had some great conversations at ASSP. Um, so go and take a listen to that and listen to some of the takeaways, some of the conversations that we had with health and safety professionals um, in Chicago. Been great to catch up again this week, Landon. Um, we say we're two bald guys globally doing safety, so in the UK and, and in the US, but been great because I'm back in Chicago. Langman came to Chicago, so we've caught up again this week. We were really close to being two bald guys in the same room together. Uh, but again. I, I, I know, again, but then I spoiled again. it and flew back home later last night. So that's, but it was a great week because we got to spend some time together, which we don't get to do as often and it's open championship week with golf so you know it was a great week together jules but but we but but we are gunning for different people aren't we langdon that's the thing so well um, yeah but i'm i'm going for someone on your side also see since tiger's out of it so that's but you're right my allegiance has to be be with my hometown boy though doesn't it matt fitzpatrick so maybe next podcast we'll review the the results of the open um I've, I've got to say though, Langley, it's, it's been great to see you, but I think it, I, I think it's been quite a stressful week for you, hasn't it? Because, because I, I think at one point this week you were worrying about failure. Um, now, and you never really told me whether you did fail or whether you managed to push on through and and, and get the job completed. What was my failure? Fear. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking oh. about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So. so that is funny. So, you know, what I realized with that was that, so last night I, I got back home, you know, got unloaded, did everything. And I was talking to Lindsay, my wife, and we, the funny part was, I don't know if you remember, but she had actually asked me early in the day because she only had a couple of choices left and I never got it after we were thinking about it. So I laid down in bed and I, I asked her if she had gotten it and she said, yes, I finally did. And then I popped mine back open and started looking. And I'm, I'm specifically not saying what it is to build the anticipation of the seriousness of this. And I realized that the whole time I had been missing one extra letter that I had actually already gotten right. And I forgot to put it back in there. So then liver was born. Liver I was able to out. get liver. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It took so some of course time. we are talking, we, we are talking about Wordle. So that, that, that sort of online game that's that's sort of taken over the world, uh, and and we both do 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 compete. We are quite competitive with with Wordle, and sadly, I had a really stressful week because I thought I was going to fail twice in a week this week, but I did manage to get yesterday's on the on the last on the last attempt. Um, I've got to ask you the question: Have you done today's Langdon? Because it's a particularly relevant word to this week. Mm. I have not, so but, that's, but see, that's, that's my little clue for you. But see, I don't like to do it first thing in the morning because then when it's done, what do I have to there's look nothing, forward to? There's, there's nothing left to anticipate. Yeah, you can't go back um, and do past wordles, which let it be known, I haven't missed one as of yet. Knock on wood. Okay, so, so I, I freely admit I have missed. So my street was busted this week. So I'm now, I'm now, 
I'm now back up to a streak of three, which is feeling pretty, pretty sad and, and pretty poor. And the, the funny thing is, we were kind of saying we were going to do this as part of the intro. We'll talk about Wordle. Um, and 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 how can you, how can we make some tenuous link from Wordle to health and safety? Um, and and the interesting thing I was talk, talking to talking to you about this, which is I actually do more than just Wordle. I do Wordle. I do something called Global, which is finding countries on an atlas. But then the one I really enjoy is Nerdle. And Nerdle is the same thing as Wordle, but with numbers. So you're trying to come up with equations and work an equation out. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting because Wordle, I don't naturally see a pattern with letters, whereas my 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 wife sees a pattern with letters. So she looks at it. She's a school teacher. Straight away, she can go, duh, 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 that's what it can be. Um, and I don't see that, but I do with numbers. Um, and I think, again, it, it kind of the tenuous link back to health and safety, but I think it's quite relevant, is actually do people actually naturally sort of see what they should be doing around health and safety in the workplace? Are they sort of, do they see that pattern? Are they conscious about health and safety in the workplace? Yeah, no, I think that's exactly, you know, and I I need to actually get to doing the Nerdle and some of the others I haven't, I still haven't done yet. I told my wife about it. She did it, but I, I haven't gotten to it yet. But I, I agree, you know, and it's easy because sometimes you put some letters in with Wordle and things just tick. So right off the bat, you're able to figure out what it was. And that's that's the cool thing about it is that it's like all the pieces fit. It's just like a puzzle. Um, and same way with numbers. I'm, I'm usually pretty good with numbers. I can remember things. I can, in my mind, I, I, was, I was the type of student that, you know, when you had to put each step down and it was beyond frustrating, I could get the answer without doing each step. And usually I had could get the answer doing it differently. So I might have to go back or I would get the answer and then I would have to write it back, understanding that they wanted it in this form, this form, this form. But sometimes we're able to derive a conclusion or an outcome that we need to get, but it might take a little different scenario. And that's what, you know, that's what I love about Wordle. That's what I love about the Nerdle principle and with health and safety in general is if we put into it, there's a lot of different ways to get many times to that outcome. So what are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to get to? And that's, you know, that is the, I'll say the fun thing, honestly, about health and safety, just like it is with Wordle and Nerdle. I'm kind of smiling to myself here, Langley, because I can, I can just imagine you being the, the, the kid going up to the teacher as well and saying, but why do I have to do all those steps when I've got the answer? That, yep. Um, yep. yep. I don't know why, but that just came into my head. No, you're right. Um, I was the one that would get the pushback. And then I would finally, uh, I learned a professor told me one time, and I'm, I mean, this was all the way up to college and, and it went throughout, you know, partial credit is your friend. I'm like, well, partial credit shouldn't be my friend because I got the answer right. So I should get the full credit. So you are very perceptive. Yes, that occurred. Do I get a partial credit for that? Then? You do for sure. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I think the other thing I was going to say with Wordle is, though, that, and, and I think this does relate to health and safety, and, and we we're going to talk about what's good health and safety, what's good EHS, um, is this whole thing around muscle memory. Um, you, you don't change a, a culture. You don't change the way that people do things overnight. Um, it doesn't matter what element of your business it is that you're trying to change. 
what you what you have to do is you have to create this muscle memory of we keep repeating things so it just becomes natural it becomes a way that we do things around here and despite having busted my streak so my streak is only three what i'm going to say is that having doing wordle on a regular basis my kind of brain is getting better at looking at letters and going that's a possibility that's what the word could be so i think again i'll come back to you langdon i think muscle memory is such an important part of health and safety and 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 we're going to talk about learning and coaching maybe a little bit later but I think one of the most important things is not just training people, but it's then that coaching of people on the job so that we create that muscle memory. Yeah, you know, it, it, and it's, I guess, to almost be a little devil's advocate the way you think about it, it's a double-edged sword, right? The When it becomes a way of life, when health and safety becomes ingrained, that's what you want. You want it to be something everyone is thinking about day in and day out. And, you know, we talk about what is, what is health and safety what is good health and safety and realistically there's probably a plethora of options to what good health and safety looks like but a lot of times when it becomes a way of life we know what what happens we start overlooking things we become uh, because it is a way of life we just kind of assume it's there so then we don't have that fresh set of eyes so that's where it is that how, how do you continually walk the the thin red line if you will of understanding we want to keep it real we want to keep it fresh but at the same time we want it to be ingrained in in everything so i i I fully agree it it's to me as jules as you know as many of you hopefully podcasters will learn if you've not tuned in the past or if you've heard me speak in webinar i relate it to golf and it relates to golf because it's the same principle what do we try to do build muscle repetition so we can have the same good hopefully golf swing and derive the same outcome i mean it's the same principle and that's what i that's what i love about it i, I was going to say it, it's really interesting just listening to you talking there and and i, I kind of just i was just thinking about the difference between people doing things unconsciously and consciously um and and, and again the, the golf's a really good example because i i had golf lessons in, in the last two years and and it was very much conscious competency, or maybe incompetency, you might say, having watched me play. But but it's that way you're consciously thinking about the thing that you're doing so that you're trying to do it in a certain way. Um, and, and, and you often hear people talking about safety and saying, we just want it to be a way of life. We just want it to be a, the sort of the way that we do things around here. And, and there's a danger then that what we're getting to is something that we call unconscious competency, which is where... We're so used to doing something, we do it without thinking. So if you think about driving your car, okay, you, most of the time you drive your car without consciously thinking about maybe pressing the accelerator, turning the steering wheel. It's just something that you do. Um, but there's a certain element of danger there, listening to what you're saying, if that actually we may be do it, but we do it in a sloppy way. And you could, again, relate that probably to driving, couldn't you, where people get into bad habits with driving and don't then reappraise, step back a bit and say, am I doing this in the best way possible? Yeah. Well, you know, and there's numerous times I am, this is terrible to say, but I'm sure we've all been there. There's numerous times that I've driven for quite a decent amount of time. And then you get to a certain point and you realize, how did I get here? And not, not in like a, not, not in the, not in the sense of 
you know, it's like a time warp or something crazy, but just that you have totally missed the last 30 minutes because of that principle of what you just said. And I think it's, I mean, that's very accurate. It's, it's that thought of, I just got so in the zone, not even realizing and not really paying attention to my surroundings that I don't even remember the last 20 miles. And that's when it's scary because you have, you've been there consciously, but pretty, as you said, unconsciously conscious almost because you, you haven't really been there. And likewise, what happens if we do that in the workplace? We get so caught up doing the same thing that we're not really looking at our surroundings. That's scary. And, and, and yeah. And, and again, you think about some of the things we've been talking about this week, we've been talking particularly about the manufacturing sector, manufacturing industries. Again, if people are coming in and operating the same pieces of equipment day in, day out, how, how do you maintain that sort of focus consciousness around actually, am I doing this in the safest way possible? So, I mean, we're going to talk about what, what does good EHS look like? Well, I think good EHS, a key part of it is having those sort of checks in place to keep people reappraising actually, how do I do things? Yeah. Am I doing things in the safest possible way? Um, have I thought about it before I start the machine up? Have I thought about how I'm going to do things in that safe way today? Um, and potentially from a management perspective, actually to, to relieve that, let's not just put the same people on the same process or the same piece of equipment every time. Let's maybe move them about. Let's sort of keep them fresh and make them think before they start work each day. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, what does... I think we also look at it and think about it from the perspective of we want to keep it fresh. We want to keep it real. And sometimes it takes, I mean, when you look from history, honestly, every vast health and safety improvement to a certain, not every, that's a generalization, but a lot of the big impactful changes have unfortunately stemmed off of major incidents, some type of big accident, or at least a, a large scale understanding that something has occurred or something's going to occur and we have to change that. You know, I I don't want to go down the, the road of talking about the, the thing that should not be named for those of you that don't know that's COVID. We don't want to spend a lot of time talking about that, but honestly, what did it do? You know, I've worked in organizations and we had quote unquote infectious disease uh, prevention programs. We had that realization that it existed, that, uh, you know, be smart. A lot of it was honestly kind of around that common sense. Don't go to work sick, don't X, Y, Z. But what did it that should not be named? What did it teach us? And for a lot of us, really, it taught that our perception of or perspective of where it could have been, where it potentially even should have been was lacking. And then, so we went down that road, we put all this focus on, uh, on that. And then what happened to general health and safety Uh, for many organizations uh, that I've worked with, talked with the general health and safety, unfortunately kind of fell to the wayside because so much focus got put on the other. So it it was a, then instead of being there unconsciously, a redirection of of focus kind of messed up general health and safety. And, you know, that's another, so it ties us back to what does actually, what is good EHS in that principle. You know, it's just another little curveball that was thrown. Well, I think it's a two-edged sword, isn't it? I think 
there's a certain irony there that I felt the desperate need to cough just as you were talking about COVID. I know it. I heard it. But it, it wasn't done deliberately. Um, I think there's a two-edged sword there. I think I think one of the positives that came out, Langdon, and you you tell me if it's the same in, in North America as as in the UK and, and in Europe, which is one thing it did do was actually start to make the, the, the health in health and safety actually a, a focus. Um, because so often in, 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 in sort of my world, people would talk about health and safety, but really we're talking about safety. We weren't necessarily talking about the health elements of it. And I think in the last two, three years, okay, there's obviously COVID that we talk about, but actually one of the, one of the real positives of it, it's also brought out the fact uh, that we need to look at things like mental health in the workplace. We've got to be thinking about that as a part of our strategy and, and, and part of our approach. So I think that's no bad thing that that's actually happened. No, I would agree. I think, you know, it's one of those, so health and safety, it's funny because many organizations are, they were embedded together. They understood that there's a lot of uh, safety issues in the, in the workplace that can lead to poor health, whether it be your just general safety, you know, slip, trip and fall, that, you know, technically that leads to a, an injury, which is the health aspect, whether it was um, industrial hygiene, maybe it was some adverse health effect from, uh, from some runoff or something or, or um, combustible dust, you know, whatever it is. So then you have that health side. And I think that's always been looked at, but many times they do, they run just, so parallel and they're not they're not fully intertwined together and then you start looking at the the sickness and what happens off the job that type of health and how that can affect and i think that was the part that really it was missed it, it was missed unless for the most part unless it was something directly work related but we didn't i mean i've been guilty of it going to work not feeling my best and just oh it's my I have terrible, terrible allergies. This is just my normal sinus infection. We'll, we'll get on and not think anything about it. And really what it showed was that there was a potentially a misfocus and just how the workplace has changed anyways. And now the capabilities that, that we, that we have, and then you bring in that, that other aspect of the mental health uh, and well-being, and, and that's a whole nother part that I think we are, we're getting better at, but there's still you know, there, there's still so much more that we could do because it, it really is that off the job, on the job, health and safety, the community, how does all that intertwine together? Um, and that's what gets the most out of, you know, out of a, a worker. How many, how many times have we gone somewhere? And oh, I haven't, it's easy to get flustered because I'll go to a restaurant or go somewhere and somebody is, maybe the waiter is not as nice as uh, I would like them to be. And, you know, it, it's, we don't know what they're going on with. So maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe their parents sick and they've stayed up all night. I mean, it's, it's just like May earlier this week. If you remember, I've been exhausted. My youngest has woke up a couple of nights. She'd been doing good and woke up a few nights. And then I was just tired. Now, let it be known, I was in great spirits, but I was tired. So how does that change the worker? And I think that's I think that's a great point because it's still something that we're trying to get better at. But how do we really transition that thought? I've never known you not to be in great spirits, to be fair, Langdon. So um, 
just 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 quickly to pick up on that because I think it's a it's a really important point and and there was a bit of a light bulb moment earlier in the year when um we had a presenter within came came to talk to us within the business and it was it was a guy who'd been involved in a serious incident and was now in a wheelchair um and and the real takeaway that I think that myself and the vast majority of people who who I work with sort of took away from it was 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 what he talked about he talked about actually if things aren't right in terms of your well-being and your health outside of the workplace actually that's one of the factors that can con- contribute towards the incident within the workplace so actually if you do have mental health issues if you have had a lack of sleep because you, your child's woken you up in the middle of the night actually that is going to have an effect in terms of the way that you react the way that you behave the things that you do within the workplace so it can contribute towards whether you behave safely or not um and i think so so i think that's something that's really worth maybe talking about in a future podcast and 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 the the other point of it is i love this this thought process of actually we we talk all the time we've talked for years haven't we about we want to send people home in the same shape that they arrived in and actually is that aspirational of course it's 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 good it's it's something to shoot for but actually if we want to be truly aspirational can we send people home in a better state than they arrived and we start to think about that around the whole mental health piece actually can we create a safety system a health and safety system where actually work has a positive effect on somebody so they actually go back into in, into the home life in a better frame of mind a better way than, than than when they rocked up in the morning i think that's that's kind of aspirational that's a pretty powerful thought there jules that's um that is very aspirational i don't know how we necessarily <laughs> i don't know how you achieve that but i think that is a great and i, and I just say that because you know I, i'm fortunate love love what i do and many careers have uh, for people have that same but for those that don't see it that way you know and that is the what can how can we get them and I'm, I'm I don't want to totally shift here because it's likewise this is another topic but how can we get them engaged and built into whatever they're doing and the purpose and and make it fun while still being productive and providing a quality uh, tool or issue or whatever you're doing and it is so much of what happens with leadership. How do they, how can they create that, that good culture, that good morale? And then how can we as employees be so engaged that, that we enjoy that? And, you know, and then it's mutualistic. It's both sides. The more one gives, the more the other wants to. I think that's a, I think that's a great reason because then you're going to, in most cases, you're probably going to have a reduction of incidents and illnesses and everything because you understand that, that overarching principle. I think it's a great, great thought. So is that a new two, two guys, two bold guys talking safety word there? Mutualistic. Mutualistic. I think that's, we're going to do mutualistic safety. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but I think, I think they're, they're all really good points. We talk about what does good EHS look like and, and, we're probably going to get some 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 visit some sort of guests onto on, onto the show over time, and it'd be great to hear what people's views are. Maybe that's a question we sort of finish with every time we talk to a guest. What does good EHS look like? It's something you, we could talk about endlessly, but I think t- to me, one of the one good EHS is 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 a, 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 an approach where actually we include everybody. 
Um, all too often what we see is that EHS is, is something that's done by managers or it's done by leadership. Um, and, and all they do is they talk about the negative things that happen. And, 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 and you'll know what I'm talking about here, Langdon, because you, you've, you've done the same things as me, is we go and visit so many businesses. And that's the bit of the job I love. I love going and visiting different businesses and seeing the way they what they do. So I love going around factories and seeing what they actually do. I love seeing how they do safety. Um, but all too often what we what we see when we first visit somebody and talk to people is that it's safety is this thing that's confined to a small team. And and all they do is they talk about the negative. So they report once a month on 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 incidents, for example. So if we think about that aspirational thing, if we want to send people home in a better frame of mind than when they arrived, are we going to do that by reporting about negative things all the time? Let's let, let's actually start to create a mindset of, of, can we report about different things? Can we report about positive things? Can we include more people in terms of health and safety activities? And actually, can we, can we maybe we make it slightly competitive. I know you, you're always slightly competitive, Langdon, but maybe we... We make it slightly competitive and, and we can bring in these elements of things like gamification. So actually we start to see which teams are, are sort of the superstars in terms of things like observations maybe. But actually by doing that, we empower people. And, I, and I'm a big believer in actually managing people. One of the key things is just including them and getting them to, to sort of contribute and be part of it. And by doing that, you make them feel better about the process that you're talking about. Yeah, you know, and it's really, you bring up a great point there. And it, it's that the more negativity, when I start, so I guess, kind of a couple of facets here, the more I'm constantly looking in any organization, when I'm doing health and safety consulting, when I was in the organization 100% of the time in the environment, um, now I'm doing more on the consulting side. When you're there, if you're constantly looking at, as you you know, as you pointed out, lagging indicators, you're kind of pointing at more of the the negative side. What is that inherently going to produce? Negativity. It's and then when you start doing that, what happens? Negativity in a workplace, and I mean, I can speak for it. I've I've been there. Uh, I'm sure, you have. It, one little thread of negativity is almost like a. It's a, like a serpent or a snake. A thing can get in there and then somehow it grows into a massive dragon if you don't watch out. So I think that's a great point. How can we ensure that we're not totally going down that road of always looking at the past or, or, or even not berating, but just being negative instead of pointing out the positive, pointing out the what does good look like? Hey, you're doing this well. You, I saw you um, properly do the lockout tagout procedure. I saw, saw you properly don and doff your PPE or whatever it is. Point out the positive because we're, as humans, we're fallible. We're going to make mistakes. But at the same time, we're going to do a lot of good. So the more that we can point out, the better that we can be in that mindset, I, th I think you're going to have a better workplace organization as a whole. I mean, that's a, I think that's an excellent point. We could spend a lot of time on that. Um, but we'll keep that for the future. We'll keep it for the future. And I mean, you've, you've just got me thinking about, there used to be a, a DJ in the UK and he used to talk about atmosphere vacuums. And that was people who, who walked into a room and sucked the atmosphere out of it. And we've all come across those kind of people who have a negative approach to life, haven't we? And the danger is that that negativity spreads. And it's the same with health and safety. If we, if we just talk about negatives, 
that's the way people perceive it. So we're going to talk in the, in, I think in the, the next podcast, we're going to talk about engagement. When we talk about engagement, we, we inherently can be talking about leadership. But actually, if, if the people on the, sh- if, if the people who work for us and if our leadership think that actually health and safety is just this negative thing, that's, that's one of the contributors to not getting the buy-in, not getting the investment into it, either emotionally or financially from people to actually look to see how we can do things differently and do things better. So we, we've got plenty to talk about in, in the coming weeks, haven't we, um, when we get into that subject? We do. And, and, you know, honestly, what is good EHS, you know, that was kind of our overarching today. But even that could be a multi-week um, multi-week topic. And to a certain extent, the, the way we framed it, it, it honestly is. This is kind of the initial high level. What does it look like? And then some of what we're going to be talking about over the next few podcasts. Uh, they do reflect and will tie back into that because it is, it, it's so broad and it's also very different depending on the organization and where they are, what are they doing? Um, so these are just going to be some, some topical issues that we know about that we discuss how to drive total engagement, bring people together so that we can have a, a quote unquote good EHS program. One of the key things of, uh, when we say what does good EHS look like is is, is the approach, um, and 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 the story I'll tell is that I was I was in a packaging factory um, and I was walking around with with my contact there, um, and and she's a great great person to know. She's called Rachel, and we're walking around and, and there's this big machine sort of with 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 cardboard going through it. This cardboard's being processed. It's being printed. Um, and the operator's there, and he's got a touchscreen panel that he's operating to operate the machine. And he's got his safety gloves on, and he's got all the tips of the fingers cut off the safety glove. Um, and, and you can imagine the typical approach is, is, what on earth have you done to your gloves? And I love the, the coaching approach, and that's the thing I, 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 I sort of am, I'm passionate about, is coaching people. And, and she, she, she went up to the guy and said, do you mind me asking why? Do you mind me asking why? And 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 the answer was pretty obvious and pretty simple. It's like with your t- with with your smartphone. If you put a pair of gloves on, can you operate the machine? So the the takeaway from that was right. Let's go away. Let's find some gloves that you can wear that still have got the capability to operate the machine. And we walked around the corner, and there was a guy there, and he 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 got his safety specs up on his head, and and again the same approach, which was not put your safety specs on it was do you mind me asking what why why have you put your safety specs on your head and the answer again it's hot and steamy in here and i put my safety specs on and i can't see what i'm doing okay well let's go and look at can we find another approach in terms of sort of the, the eyewear that we're going to use so that actually people will just wear it um so i think again as we go through the coming weeks we're going to talk about learning i think one of the really sort of key things that we can start to think about in terms of health and safety is not just the learning that's something we've always focused on is do we do it in a classroom do we do e-learning do we do micro learning but actually it's then how do we actually truly go and reinforce it in in the work workplace and, and, and make it happen yeah yeah and then just in general embedding learning in all aspects and it's almost like more of having a culture of learning than it is anything else because that can go to productivity to quality to everything so no 
Excellent story, Jules. Thank you. Um, I think the other the other thing we'd like to do is is sort of is, is shout out to to you, the people on the other side of, of of the camera and the microphone here, and and actually, have you got any questions for us? It'd be really interesting if you want to put questions in into the into the chat. Um, we want to talk about real world, don't we, Langdon? So if you've got any questions that you want to bring up, you want to have discussed, put them in the chat and, and we'll we'll talk them through and leave your comments. Great to see you again, Langdon. You as well. We'll We will speak again soon. I look forward to it and it was good seeing you also. Hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. And, and to everybody out there, um, be sure to, to catch up on the next episode of the podcast. That's where we're going to start to dig in, in, in into a bit more detail around specific subjects. And, and we're going to start with engagement. So we're going to start to think about the things that prevent good engagement around health and safety and start to think also about what are the things that you can, you can try, the things that you can do to, to drive better engagement within your organization with health and safety. If you enjoyed this podcast, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Please follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple. Uh, you can also check us out at evotix.com. And if you want to really check out how follically challenged we are, you can follow us on YouTube. Okay, so you can like and subscribe on YouTube. That would be great. It'd be great to talk today. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. And watch each other's back. <laughs>